0: Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So, of course, we're going to have more tomorrow on this shooting in Greenwood, a 16-year-old being killed at a bus stop. It's. It's. I don't know what else I'm supposed to say. I'm just going to wait for a a totality of information that's going to come out throughout the day before we can really get into the reporting tomorrow. There's initial reporting, of course, uh, uh, waiting at the bus stop from Fox 59, seeming like a targeted attack on a 16-year-old. I have numerous questions, but there aren't numerous answers, and I'm not going to get into the pontificate. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you guys. I want to get back to a story. And the story is about Hamilton Southeastern Schools and this teacher who had a Defund the Police poster in her classroom. That teacher her name is Marina Gibson. Marina Gibson is an English teacher. And the story was, was that she is the one who had the poster up, the claim being that a poster about defund the police, question mark, was an assignment that was given last year, and it was still up. It became a story because the brother of Officer Noah Shanavaz, who was shot and killed in the line of duty, an Elwood police officer, after spending five years in the U.S. military, the brother of the late Officer Shanavaz is in that classroom. So, uh, why was the poster up Is where some people have gone with this? That isn't where I went with it. I asked a different question. Why is this an assignment? Because if it's defund the police question mark, there aren't, this isn't a pro and con conversation. The answer is just no. And if you say to me, well, it's important for the students to engage critical thinking. This is not about critical thinking. This is about radical ideology. The people who state defund the police actually believe in no policing. They are in favor of the destruction of Western civilization. They are not engaged in an honest or rational conversation about what do we want from police? Something I've discussed. How do you bring down the adversarial relationship between police and the community? Something that I have discussed. And then, of course, do what is the level of mental health services you want to have, can have, versus do you send somebody in on a mental health call with somebody who has a firearm or is engaged in violent attack? And I believe the answer to that is, of course not. You can engage the mental health ipso facto, after the fact. The question about the teacher is, is the teacher somebody who is opposed to policing, who believes in this idea of defund the police. I can't answer that question. But there was a report, a story that the teacher in question was involved in a a police situation back in April. The body cam footage of that interaction has now been released. I have watched that video. And I'm going to share with you some of the audio now. I'm going to try my best to set the scene. The video is out there. We will put a link up. You'll be able to watch it yourself. You can decide whether or not I uh, accurately portrayed it. There was a man who was trying to enter CARS on uh, what I think was uh, East 131st Street, 131st Street and uh, Brook School Road. Police were called based on the fact that this guy was trying to enter cars, cars where there were kids in the cars, people, this guy was trying to enter, running from car to car. Messed up. Oh, clearly, there's sections of the video where he is already cuffed and screaming, I'm in heaven, repeatedly screaming, I'm in heaven. I start you out about eight minutes into the video. Eight minutes into the video is where we see... The police officer getting out of their vehicle and running towards this guy. Now, it's not that it took an eight-minute response time. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying how they have the full video from different dashboard cameras and, and body cameras. This is at the eight-minute mark. At the eight-minute mark, you will see here this officer get out of his car. You will hear him say, show me your hands, and the officer... Does have a gun in his hand. As was described in the video, when the police department officials got the call, they were told that the person trying to enter vehicles had a gun. This is the information that they got as described in the video itself. Here we go.
1: Put your hands up! Police officer, put your hands up! I am not out of control! Get on, the Get on the ground! Get on the ground! Get on the ground! Please stop!
0: The woman's voice you hear is that of the teacher in question, Marianna Gibson. There is another man on the scene trying to subdue the suspect who was entering, trying to enter vehicles. Before the officer can even get within an arm's length of the suspect, Mariana Gibson, I'm sorry, I said Mariana, I mean Marina. Sorry, Marina Gibson, I apologize. Marina Gibson is saying things like, don't be out of control, which caused the officer's response you heard here.
1: Get on the ground. I Get on the I ground. Get please on the ground. Please
0: stop. Please. When she yells, please stop at that loudest moment, the suspect had grabbed her. And then was taken off of her by another man and he released the suspect released and the other man is tackling him. At this moment, the officer has put his gun away. But I want to be clear. What you see is Marina Gibson absolutely trying to stop a police officer from detaining a suspect who was seen uh, trying to break in to multiple vehicles on the roadway. It continues. At this moment, there are two officers on the scene along with this third uh, gentleman. They are trying to get him to the ground. There is no one has a gun drawn at this moment. They are subduing him. Marina Gibson is not only screaming, please stop, but screaming, he clearly has disabilities. Marina Gibson would have absolutely no idea, unless she knew the man in question, what his story was. Does he have a, a, a mental issue? Is he on drugs? She has no idea. She is with, she is nose to nose with the suspect as police are trying to bring him to the ground. Please stop. Please stop. Please
1: stop.
0: Screaming at police officers to stop. At this moment, the police start asking Marina Gibson, a teacher... Hamilton Southeastern Schools to step away.
1: He clearly has disabilities. Your, 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 your you can not case. touch me. Hey, hey, hey. Please stop. Please stop. We clearly has disabilities. You are scaring him. here to, you, you. You, are here to you. Him. Here you. are here to help you. Him. We're here you are to help scaring you. him. Ma'am, we have,
2: have to do, do our, our job. Yeah. You can do have to get
1: in people's cars.
2: Yes, yeah. because he's scared and he's confused. He's not threatening their safety. I've watched him multiple times approach the cars. He's just scared.
1: He's just
2: scared. Stop being me.
1: You step back from me. Step back from me. I don't trust trust her. You're not going to hurt him. She
0: decided she knew everything. She decided she knew more than the police. She decided that he was not a threat. And when asked to move twice, she stated to police officers that she does not know, I don't believe you're not going to hurt him.
2: Yes, because he's scared and he's confused. He's not threatening their safety. I've watched him multiple times approach the cars. He's, just scared. I'm scared. I'm he's just scared. He's just scared. Stop me. You step back from me. Step back from me. I step don't over. trust gonna you. You're not going to hurt him.
1: him. Listen to the officer.
0: I don't trust that you're not going to hurt him. You need to keep that in mind because I need to fast forward the video a little bit. Because Marina Gibson got very upset with police that she was actually physically moved away from the scene. And as they got things in a place that was understood, where they knew who this guy was and they had him secured, Officers are talking with Marina Gibson, and Marina Gibson wants apologies for the way she was treated.
2: Apologize yet for touching me and moving me when you didn't need
3: to. Okay. I was trying to ask what your questions were, figure out what your concerns were, and based off that concern, I am sorry that I touched you before giving you a better opportunity to move out of the way. Anyway. I would also like to explain why I did what I.
0: You are now going to hear an interaction that took place over the course of more than 20 minutes. The video that I played for you uh, at the start was at the eight, nine minute mark. We're now at about the 22 minute mark of this video. The 22 minute mark is where this conversation in earnest starts with Marina Gibson who just demands answer after answer after answer as to why police do what they do, why you did what you did. There are three officers, and then there's two officers, and then there is a lieutenant who you hear the most of. I don't know everybody's voice in this, of course, trying to explain themselves. And Marina Gibson, in this audio, you decide how she's acting.
3: People driving when he's trying to enter their vehicle illegally. So the totality of things here, he,
2: he wasn't, I just asked this I'm explaining to you, why, you why we were talking to, to him, talk him because to he was
3: me. directly. Certainly. Put in the call okay. from our dispatch. and we, we didn't have any information about you or anybody else. So, okay. as far as we know, he's our only initial witness right now, based on what our dispatch, dispatch said. Okay. That's why he went over and addressed him at first. And that's what I was coming over because I knew we had stuff to address. There's right. And you happened. were
2: holding him down, yeah. and then everybody else was just kind of watching. Yeah. I don't know why so, there was time for you to go so over there and talk to so him. So this is this know is know why it. this is not
3: going to be fruitful because this is very confrontational for no, for no for no reason. And I'm just okay. upset and, about it. And that's okay. And you can have those. You can have those. I
2: would like to have an answer. Answer,
3: About if that's okay. What? I feel to like he he answer it. Right?
2: right, and I understand why initially but, no one came to talk to me, but you don't you want bis- to hear my witness statement. You
3: were you. There's nothing, there's no crime that occurred at this point. He's going to get some mental health treatment, which okay. is what he needs. Okay. And so I don't need your, I don't need your statement as far as a crime goes. Okay. If you were a victim in this. Can
2: I just ask why I, the I'd other be happy gentleman to then to, was writing I'd be happy things down on, on a piece of paper? Would, like,
3: I, I am as long as it, as long as it's productive, but we're not going to get into this confrontational of why you guys did this, why you had guns out and all that stuff. I think okay. it's
2: okay for me to ask officers of the law why they did something. You, I'm just asking is. why he got a clipboard to it write is. things down. But we
3: don't.
0: Marina Gibson is upset that her statement was not taken. The other statement that was taken, as explained by the Fisher's Police Department, was because the other person was intimately involved. Marina Gibson was an observer who, based on the video evidence, did try and get in the way of an officer trying to subdue a suspect who was trying to enter cars uh, illegally, cars that didn't belong uh, to him, and you could argue in a violent way. The conversation with Marina Gibson continues, and that continuing of conversation, even after the apology given by the Fisher's police officer, which I don't believe was necessary, goes on for 20-some-odd minutes. The, the Fisher's police engaged in every way. But Gibson does not necessarily seem satisfied.
2: And then you answer the question and right. I understand, right. right? But I think it's a fair question right. when I'm seeing someone who's unarmed and, to ask why you're pulling it gun.
3: And, and I think there's a, a reasonable arena to ask that question. On the side of the road when we're dealing with somebody who's in crisis, it's probably not the best arena to be having this conversation. If you had some follow-up questions, you said, hey, I was a little, I wanted to maybe better understand a situation that I observed yesterday with some of your officers. I was wondering maybe I could speak with one of them and then be open to having that better understanding instead of coming up. He didn't even have a gun. Why'd you pull a gun on him? There's nothing in his hands. That is a very confrontational way of approaching this, and it's not not going to be.
0: It's not
2: just a scared response and not confrontational coming from me.
3: I can only tell you how it made me feel, and it felt confrontational for me on my end, okay? Because you've already got, you got to understand, we get video cameras shoved in our face on a regular basis, okay? So when you're here, the first thing you do is this, put a camera and, and and we're two feet away from my officers who are trying to deal with a situation that automatically sets the tone for how things are going to go but if we don't want to deal with you right
2: the video camera you?
3: it doesn't but we don't know and you we don't know why you're here you can't be that close. you may you may be this gentleman and i
2: understand and i stood back right right
3: but so but, the, but we had to draw our attention away and address you and that's to that's have the you one one do that i was that. trying to make a few minutes ago you're so you took our attention away our attention, safety concern for us and the officers that we're dealing with that was an unnecessary distraction a normal human reaction. I
0: would, I would. It goes on from there. I, I want to. Uh, in 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 the short time I've been able to to provide you this, let me get to some some of what I think is important here. And again, you'll watch the video and you'll make your own uh, determinations. Uh, number one, uh, if you ask me, I believe that Marina Gibson absolutely got in the way of a police officer doing his job. And I believe, based on the video evidence, that Marina Gibson had no understanding of who this person was or whether or not they were a threat, but decided that the police officers could not be trusted based on her own words as you heard them. In the conversation that followed, she made it about her. Why can't you answer me? Why did you do this to me? Why can't you do this? Why aren't you doing that? Why? There was a moment of conversation. Why do you need three or four cops to to hold him down? Couldn't you do it with two? Questioning the police tactics. Now, there is no problem at all with questioning the police tactics. But it was clear that this was about her and not about the situation. This was about her emotion and not about the situation. Now, what do I think of her and how this affects the work she did at school with this defund the police Assignment. I'll get to that coming up. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. So So what do I think of the teacher, Marina Gibson, Hamilton Southeastern Schools, the one who had the defund the police poster, an assignment in her classroom, and then going back to April, being involved in this conversation with police where I say she tried to interfere with an officer trying to stop somebody who was trying to enter cars on the roadway. Do I think that the teacher in question, Marina Gibson, is uh, an advocate of defund the police? Based on the video of uh, the, the body camera video, I have absolutely no idea. I, 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 There's no way for me to make that statement or to make that claim based on this. Do I believe that she didn't trust the Fisher's police? Do I believe, based on the video evidence, that she thought the Fisher's police couldn't be trusted? Yes, I do. Do I believe the Fisher's police went well out of their way to talk to her, to smooth things with her, to explain things to her, to listen to her? Yes, I do. Do I think every question that Marina Gibson asked was wrong? I do not. And I don't think there's anything wrong with asking questions of the police. But did she, get her, did she enter herself into a, a a situation possibly making it worse? The answer is yes. Are her actions acceptable, in my view, at the start of that video? Absolutely not. Does Hamilton Southeastern have to do something about it? That's a question I don't have an answer to yet either, but I'm working on it. You can find everything at TonyKatz.com. More to get to. This is Tony Katz Today.
1: Still shut down the
0: party. So, would you watch the debate? I can hang with them if by. in the 7th district, Congressman Andre Carson engaged a debate with Republican candidate Angela Gabrovsky, would you watch? Is it something that WIBC could host, or would WIBC have to be out of that picture and somebody else would have to host? Uh, the question is is there. Real desire for this. And if you answer yes, well, most people want debates. They like to hear the candidates go back and forth, usually in a way that actually answers their questions. So what if one of the candidates says no? Tony Katz, guys, great to be with you. Angela Gabrowski joins us right now. She is running for Congress as a Republican in the 7th District. The website, AngelaForIndiana.com, AngelaForIndiana.com. You know her story. Born in Odessa, that is Ukraine at the time, part of the Soviet Union, uh, made her way to the United States and built her business and her family from there, now running for congress uh angela good to be with you are are you saying that you've asked congressman carson for a debate and he's turned you down or are you just putting out into the world that you would like to have a debate with him
1: good morning yes we're putting it out into the world we've reached out to pretty much all of the tv stations radio stations uh and uh we're waiting So I'm hoping that within the next week or so, we're going to know what the desire from the TV stations uh, to broadcast the debate and what his desire is. He's never done a debate. Uh, So we'll we'll see what he's going to come up with. I think people in the 7th District uh, need to know that they have a choice. Uh, And he refused debates in the past with people who were running against him uh, because he doesn't want to give them uh, any time uh, to talk to the constituents in the 7th District. I don't know if he wants to bring his uh, record up, because I definitely will.
0: But so when when people don't engage in debates, when you're when you're Congressman Andre Carson, uh, they take a look at, at the uh, voting rolls, they take a look at where those registrations are, they see the massive advantage uh, that they have in that, and they say a, a debate is isn't uh, uh, necessary because it's not like I have to convince anybody. Only bad things can happen in a, in a debate. I don't need uh, any any part of this. So one has to make the assumption that based on the standard politics of the game, he would say no, how do you go about running a race against him when he won't talk to you?
1: Uh, I will do the debates without him. So he's invited to all of the debates, but I will still get my message out. He's been writing on his grandmother's name for the last 14 years. Uh, I think, again, the numbers that we see right now, we are uh, really getting a momentum. There are a lot of people beginning to understand uh, that his record in Congress uh, amounts to basically nothing. He has not passed one significant bill Bill, and their situations in the last 14 years are getting worse and not getting better. When I go and meet with people in all of the communities that I didn't even know existed, Tony, um, inner city communities, uh, all I hear from them is, "Okay, we have a food desert, we have banking desert, we have housing desert, we have a political desert." Those are the four deserts that people are talking about. It's like living in Sahel. Uh, No message is being related to the people in the 7th District. Democrats are doing everything in their power to prevent me and everybody else in the Marion County who's running on the Republican ticket uh, to talk about us, our stories, our values, and what we're trying to bring to the district. So people are suffering, and he needs to answer. He is voting with Biden 100% of the time. Uh, he is uh, basically taking the voice of the Washington, D.C., and shoving it down the throat of everybody who lives in the 7th. And what I want to do is to take their voice— And take it to Washington. It hasn't been done in 14 years. So I think people are beginning to see that enough is enough. And it doesn't matter what you have behind your name, whether it's a D or an R, you need to have a person who has a common sense and who would stand for the interest of the people. Uh, Carson has not been doing it. And it's not just my opinion. It's opinion of everybody else that I am talking to. So there are some people who, uh, of course, you know, they, they vote for Democrats because their mothers and fathers voted for Democrats. But this is not the same uh, Democrat party. This is not a JFK party. She would have been a Republican by now.
0: But that, now that, that argument is, is certainly an interesting one. Talking to Andrew Grabowski, uh, she is the Republican candidate for Congress in the 7th District, Angela for Indiana.com, uh, that this is not the Democratic Party of of. JFK. That, that, that argument has been made, but you can't necessarily argue that it's not the Democratic Party of Marion County or of the 7th District. So if you were engaged in a debate with Congressman Andre Carson, give me your first two subjects. What are the two subjects you absolutely want to talk with him about so the voters can see the clear difference between you and the current congressman?
1: The clear difference, number one, I think, is going to be public safety. Look what's happening in the Marion County. Uh, Indianapolis now is the second in the amount of murders in the country per capita. Uh, Last year was horrible for Indianapolis, 271 murders, 76 murders already here. 76 children have been murdered. So all of the mothers and grandmothers and and fathers, everybody... uh, in the American, in Indianapolis. They want to make sure that public safety is there that are not afraid to send their kids to school and leave them outside of their houses and then come and see them shot. And of course, policies that are coming from Washington and of course the local policies that are following the Washington policies with no bail, low bail. Let's think about perpetrators and criminals first before we think about victims. This would be the conversation Number one, we need to get those criminals off the streets because businesses are not coming into the center township. They're not coming to Marion County because of the public safety concerns. So the second one, I think it would be talking about the economy, talking about the inflation. Inflation is the highest in the last 40 years. What caused the inflation? People, I don't believe, understand that all the money that have been printed and all of the bills that Carson has voted for that allowed extra $2 trillion in um money being distributed uh, last year. And then they get, listen, what's happening right now, all of this ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 for student loans. Uh, I came from the communist country, right? And I was talking to my husband yesterday, and I said, you know, I, I don't understand the system now in the United States. I really don't. In 1917, in the Russian Revolution, it, the masses wanted to take the wealth from uh, the rich and give it to the poor. We know how it's all ended up, but here we're taking from the poor and give it to the rich. So it's not communism. It's not, I don't know what it is, right? It's just pure uh, stupidity. And as everybody's saying, He's bribing voters to get the votes. I thought that we lived in the most corrupt society, and I wanted to come to the state so my children don't experience this. But uh, th- this is not just becoming USSR. It's, it's already there.
0: So when it comes to the uh, student loan uh, bailout or handout, however people want to describe it, you, uh, Andrew Gabrowski, a candidate uh, for Congress in the 7th District, Republican, you, you oppose this. You you think this is bad move from the Biden administration?
1: It's not just bad. It's unfair. It's unfair to anybody who didn't go to college. It's unfair to me who went to college, who got bachelor's degree. Who got master's degree who paid for myself. I paid for my children. You know, we didn't have uh, a luxurious lifestyle because we knew that at one point we had $250,000 worth of student loans for the children and myself that have to be paid off. So we live below our means so we can pay off the loans. This is contract A contract between me and whoever's giving me the loan. Somebody has to pay it. If, if I don't pay, then whoever gave me the loan will pay. How is it fair to them? Fairness, equality. This is what we were looking for when we came to the United States. How is it being fair? Uh, so, you know, it's, it's a long conversation, and as you can see, I'm very hot on the to- on the topic uh, because there is definitely no fairness to anybody who sacrificed, who saved their money, who paid back the loans, and there is no fairness to people who decided not to take the loan and have that burden for 25, 30 years. Uh, who are we giving uh, the money to? People who are making $125,000 a year, 10000 000- uh, this is, first of all, it's pittance in comparison to the loans that people are taking. Uh, the the least, expo- I think, are you right now is a hundred thousand for, uh, four years, if if not more. So uh, ten thousand are not going to help. If they wanted to help, they could have maybe decreased the interest rate right uh they could have postponed charging the interest but they should not postpone and defer the payment of the loans this is 300 billion dollars that who is going to pay these loans again it's it's us
0: so in new york and remember you don't ever want to emulate new york they now are asking police officers not to congregate or converse on city streets. Tony Katz, so good to be with you guys. Everything you're going to find, TonyKatz.com, TonyKatz.Locals.com. The mayor, Eric Adams, he doesn't like the fact that uh, officers are chatting on the job. Now, if you're chatting and not doing your job, well, okay. That's a legit thing to say. You got to actually do the job. But are you talking about whether or not you are having a conversation? Is, 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 is this the subject at hand? Just some, just a casual hello, what's going on, that, that doesn't happen? This is very weird stuff. The order states do not congregate or engage in unnecessary conversation with other members of the service while on post absent police necessity to take man you think the argument is uh, with crime in New York uh, it's it's that police officers are not doing their job is this the argument this is a radical radical argument police officers not doing their job is uh, one heck of a thing to say one heck of, of, a, of a statement uh, to, to make because they're talking. I don't mind if police officers talk to each other. I'm fine with police officers talking to each other. It's, this seems to miss the whole point as to what's going on with policing in America. And the argument is really that we're not talking about policing in America so much as we're discussing the lack of prosecutions in America and the radicalness of prosecutors. If Ryan Mears in Indianapolis isn't prosecuting, that's a radicalness, one that needs to be addressed, maybe one that needs your vote. Alvin Bragg in Manhattan, George Gascon, who they tried to uh, recall in Los Angeles. The claim is they didn't have enough signatures to initiate the recall. The recall of Chase Bowden, the DA in San Francisco, who absolutely didn't believe in prosecutions. Whatever it is Kim Fox is doing in Chicago, this is a serious, serious issue. And to say, well, it's because, you know, police, uh, too, too, too much chit-chat. I don't think that's a valuable conversation at all. I don't think this is a valuable argument in the slightest. You're not—we're not deploying our personnel correctly because they're too busy hanging out together and talking. Okay. You know how many officers are leaving IMPD, and not well, not IMPD, but uh, NYPD. I, I'd have to double-check my numbers in IMPD. They don't feel that they're protected. They don't feel that they're they're, they're cared for. They, they look at themselves and say, no matter what I do, they're going to decide I'm wrong. Who needs this? Who needs this? Now, closer to home, and there's going to be more conversation, certainly more information. A student uh, was killed in Greenwood. On the morning show, we had reported that there was a shooting that took place, not on school grounds, near school grounds. Three different schools were put on lockdown. We have since found that a 16-year-old was killed. A sophomore shot and killed at a bus stop, Winterwood Drive and Providence Drive. Um... Uh, The couple of reports that I have and I trust, because this is a situation where information at the first is different than information uh, that comes out over time through an investigation. um, That uh, there was a suspect in in a hoodie, as Fox 59 reports it, witnesses telling police a teenager was waiting at the bus stop when someone in a black hoodie came up and shot him several times in what appeared to be a targeted attack this is this is the horror show this is it now was it targeted I don't know who's the suspect I I I don't know who's the victim I'm not going to get into that what I do know is that police need time to engage investigations and do their job. What I do know is that if anybody knows anything, uh, regardless of what comes out in in, in, in the news, they, they have to be talking, they have to be saying. If you if you allow this if you allow this to happen in your neighborhood. And you know something and you say nothing. You will only get more of it. People who know things have to say the things. No matter what community they live in. So we'll keep our eyes uh, on this story and have more to report about it. Find everything at tonycats.com We're better than this. This is awful. Tomorrow everyone, take care.